Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Next month, they're going to announce the full lineup for the One Scene Unity Volume 2, which I'm super excited about. And if this is breaking news for you, you're obviously not following From Within Records on Twitter or Instagram. So please, I highly encourage you to go boot up your social medias, hit that follow button, and stay up to date with all their awesome news. Also, Shackled out of New Jersey, working on their new record. I'm still anticipating that. It's going to be super awesome. So shout out to New Jersey Hardcore. I tapped in with Onchit from MH Chaos to see how their recording process is going along. And he informed me that they're about halfway done with the new MH Chaos record, which I'm super stoked about. So shout out to Onchit and all the dudes in MH Chaos and everybody in Chicago Hardcore. That's something that I'm really looking forward to. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. Also, another sponsor, tomorrow is March 16th. Streets of Hate, the infamous Streets of Hate, will finally be releasing the Pain of Truth and Age of Apocalypse split Northeast Hardcore back again with another awesome release. So please make sure to go boot up your Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, wherever and stream it it's such an awesome split and i'm so stoked that it's finally coming out if you haven't yet please go order a copy if they're still available so shout out to nicole and alex for always working hard and doing awesome stuff i love streets of hate so please go support them please follow them on twitter instagram just go show them love they're always working hard and such an awesome thing coming out of new york on today's episode we travel to florida infamous Florida. Uh, the release of this episode marks one year of Disneyland being closed and it's kind of a trip. I, I think back to when they announced that they were going to be closed for two weeks and that was such a big ordeal. Everybody was freaking out like, oh my God, Disneyland's going to be closed for two weeks. Like what's going to happen? And at the time I figured, okay, two weeks without Disneyland, that's not a big deal. That's something that I'm willing to go through if it will help manage and work towards beating the coronavirus, because obviously that's way more important than going and being privileged and enjoying a day at the theme park. So two weeks, no sweat off my back, I understand. And uh, to my surprise, that two weeks turned into a couple months, and then those couple months turned into a full year. And it's been so strange not to be able to drive down the street uh, and go to Disneyland it's the whole reason why I moved to Orange County. I live here in the city of Anaheim to be close to the park. So for it to be closed for an entire year is very interesting to me. And it sucks because I've seen, uh, I feel like I've seen like all sides of it. I, I know so many cast members who have lost jobs, local businesses who have been affected by the closure of the resort and, and even myself being a pass holder and having that program being canceled and uh, just not being able to go. It's been strange, and I, I've, I've managed. I, I feel like going to Disney World back in October kind of got me my fix of Disney. It, it was uh, so weird flying out there because at that point, I hadn't been to a Disney theme park in months, probably the longest I've gone without going to a Disney park since I'd moved to Orange County for, so for like 10 years. So going out there, and I, I thought I'd be like way more emotional, if I'm being honest, but... I think a couple of things played into me not really being that emotional. I think I was a little sad that 
our entire group didn't show up, which is fair because obviously uh, the pandemic and having to quarantine for work, family and stuff. So I, I, I totally understand. But I, I was a little sad that uh, not everybody went, but I'm thankful for the people who did. Shout out to Garvey, Steve, Autumn. It was still a great time. I, I, I really enjoyed it, but it was just a little different. And I went there. It, it was fun. We, we did what we normally do. And then I came home and I, I wasn't really missing going to Disneyland as much as I thought I would because I went to Disney World and like I said, got my fix. But one year later, park still closed and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's talks of the park opening end of April, which is fun. I'm curious to see how it's going to play out and how they're going to go about it because things are way different now than they were when they decided to close for two weeks. So super curious. But for the one year of Disney night being closed, I wanted to come back and just do a special Disney podcast. So I reached out to Scott Vogel. He put me in contact with Frank from Hatebreed, who's a huge Disney fan, which I had no idea, but it's really awesome when I find out that people love Disney as much as I do, because we have like this, um, this weird connection. And it's just so fun for me to be able to talk to somebody who understands my love for Disney. So it was such a pleasure for me to sit down and talk to Frank about his love for Disney and our experiences at the park. So I hope all of you guys enjoy this as much as I did, because it's Disney filled. It's awesome. And we do talk about hate breed, so stick around for that. So strap in. This was a fun one. So please, without further ado, welcome Frank Novinick to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Frank. How's it going? Great. Can't complain. I'm enjoying the time off, to be honest with you. So I make the most of it. And uh, down here in Florida, and I can't complain. I just got back from Vegas this weekend, and uh, I'm living my life. Hell yeah, that, that that's awesome to hear. I, I know uh, it's uh, you know, pandemic time. Uh, the world is still a, a little strange. Um, uh, but I'm curious, what were you out in Vegas for uh, business or pleasure? NASCAR. Um, big in NASCAR, so mm. that season just started. So that was, I think, the fourth race of the year, and I've been to three. So the first two were at Daytona, so it was easy for me to get to those. And mm-hmm. I like Vegas anyway, you know. But Vegas is—it's like a New Orleans to me. It's one of those places that, after three or four days, get me the fuck out of here. Like I got to go home and become normal. Like just, you know, the food, the, the drinking, and the gambling. It's just. Um, but I have a lot of fun. I have my spots I go to out there. I have some friends out there. And I enjoy it. I love it out there. And the weather was awesome. Uh, it was about 70s during the day and about 50s at night. So it was great. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds nice, especially for Vegas weather, because you know how hot it can get out there during like the spring and summertime. Yeah, and I don't mind the heat. I just went there in the winter once, and it was freezing, and it sucked. <laughs> yeah. So um, as the... Uh, nightmare before christmas alarm clock is going out and out in the background here dude that that's crazy um obviously i wanted to have you on because uh i i found out that you're a huge disney fan which i was like really surprised about because i literally had no idea so i'm like super stoked to have you on today just to be able to talk about you know just random disney stuff 
yeah, man, I'm a huge into Disney World. My wife and I are annual pass holders. We're Disney Vacation Club members. We got married at Disney World. Uh, you know, we're we're big Disney World people, and uh, you know, it's a a huge part of why I wanted to live down here. So, um, unfortunately, even though it's open, um, it kind of sucks there right now with the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. but uh, we're still going. We're still able to go. It's just you know. They're not doing fast passes or things like that. And, and uh, you know, obviously with the masks and the hot weather, it's not as fun as it normally would be, but some Disney's better than no Disney and, and we'll take it for now. So, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, but I, I'm curious, uh, uh, did you grow up in Florida or were you originally from? No, no, I'm originally from Cleveland, um, but I spent a lot of time down here. Um, I, we moved away from Ohio in, in 87 and we moved down to Gainesville. Um, where the University of Florida is, because my stepfather at the time was going to um, get his doctor's degree, and um, we hated it. We hated it. We moved back. I mean, you're taking some, you're taking a high school kid out of school, high school, away from his friends, and, and culture shock down here compared to up north. And um, I didn't like it. You know, I didn't like where uh, just, but we started going back on vacation I started coming down with my friends. My grandfather moved down here and I started exploring like the beaches and things like that. And then, then it was on, you know, I just, from 1987 till the time I moved down here, which was 13 years ago, mm-hmm. I moved down here permanently. I, I would come down at least twice a year. Disney world was always one of those places we stopped when we came down here. So I love it. I mean, it's, a lot of people don't understand it, you know, especially in heavy metal world. And they just can't wrap their heads around how a guy in hate breed would be in the Disney world. Cause they, you know, a lot of people, when they think of Disney world, they think of that castle and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's, and Disney world is not that castle. The Dis- you know, that castle is one little park inside of a resort that is bigger than the city of San Francisco. So, you know, Disney world is 50 square miles. So, you know, you're talking about dining shows and fishing excursions and camping and concerts and, and you know, all this stuff that is all within Disney property. It's not just the theme park. So um, that's why we love it because we get it. You know, we spend time there and we do things that aren't just the parks and, and we have a great time. And it's it's less than an hour from where I live. So that helps as well. Yeah, super manageable. It's it's always uh, something that I, I kind of like learned over time that uh, with my love for Disney and uh, you know I, I'm obsessed. I literally uh, stayed in uh, Orange County and wanted to live as close as I could to Disneyland. I I, I live like right down the street from it right now, and I, I just found that I. Uh, can't really explain it to people who don't get it. So when, when I when I talk to people like you who share that same love um, for Disney, it, it's just uh, super awesome to me because um, I, I just feel like uh, obviously like we're a part of like hardcore that subculture. But then when I meet somebody who's into like this other world that I'm a part of, I, I just think it's like super awesome. And like, you know, I'm always stoked to talk to people and just kind of get their view on just the whole like Disney culture. Yeah, I mean, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you know, you know, but I, I try to explain it to people and I speak upon it a, on, a, on a lot of interviews and um, I've definitely intrigued some people to go. And then a lot of people have reached out to me before they've came down with their families. Hey, you know, do you have any input on what I should do? And you're, my family, we're thinking about coming down. Should we do this? Should we go do that? You know, would you want to come meet us or any of that? You know, so 
it's it's a lot of damn money that's for sure yeah, so uh, but you know i being florida residents and annual pass holders we reap benefits so i tell people it's always it's nice to get kissed when you're getting fucked so you might as well take those <laughs> benefits um you know when you can and and we do we save money where we can but we're you know at the end of the day you're spending a lot of money but you know, I mean, an annual pass for a Florida resident probably goes around 500 some dollars for the year, but you can go unlimited times. And I think it, right now, they're depending on what time of the year you go, they're trying to get $150 for one day, one park. So you go four times, five, four or five times during the year, it, it's, it's paid for, you know, and it, that includes parking and all that stuff. So, you know, with four, we have four parks down here and then two water parks on top of that. So, um, we definitely give our annual pass an exercise, but at the same time, um, like I was saying before, there's sometimes we don't even, you know, we'll stay at the resorts on property and won't even go to the bars if it's busy or just, you know, we'll go over to watch the fireworks just because we can, mm -hmm. you know, but I understand if a family's coming down here and they, they've got four days here and that's it. They're in those damn parks from the time they open to the time they close. Yeah. I feel sorry. You know, you see the kids they are just completely wiped out from the Florida heat and they're, you know, in the strollers and they're done and i just i feel bad for them they got to get back and take a nap and come back later or something uh and, and when it cools off but um yeah it's a huge part of our lives down here like i said my wife and i got married on disney, on disney property and uh, i enjoy it i spent a lot of time going there you mentioned the um the ticket price for uh one day park hopper and it's like nearly impossible to you know get everything done especially if you pick like magic kingdom and you think about like all the stuff to do in there and to try to get to another park and make your day worth it to, to get your money's worth it's definitely rough because you have to definitely make some sacrifices and not be able to probably see everything you want and then also it's always like a toss-up because you're not sure what the traffic flow is going to be like what you know what the fast passes are going to be like you know but they're not even going on right now so it's uh, definitely uh, you know, worth it if you're local or can make it out enough times in the year to to get an annual pass. Because like for me, um, when they were available out here, because they just got canceled like a couple, or like I think a month or two ago. Um, I always felt like we were getting like the better end of the deal because you, you think about yeah, um, you pay like that that chunk of money, but um, if you go as many times as you can you can get your money's worth like literally in one month and then you have like the whole calendar year just to you know keep going it's insane so like i'm definitely bummed that they're not offering like the old annual passes out here anymore like i know they're trying to work on like a new program but it's just uh, it was always insane to me that like um you know being able to pay like a you know a certain amount to be able to go unlimited times so I i'm bummed that it's you know gone out here but i'm hoping the whatever program they come up with for the new new disneyland annual pass i hope it's like not as bad as i think it's going to be well, what they've done out here at Disney World here in Florida is they've gotten rid of the annual pass too. Now, if you let yours expire and you didn't renew, mm -hmm. then you're screwed. But if you renewed your annual pass when it expired, then you're good. So that's the way they're doing it out here. And my wife and I almost were like, uh, you know what? Why would we bother? If we're not going to go for a couple months because of the pandemic, we don't want to wear a mask. And why would we renew? You know, why we're new. And then we were like, ah, you know what? We have, we got a drinking around the world coming up, which is another thing that we do here. I have a, a drinking team at Epcot because when you go to Epcot, they've got all the different countries. Mm -hmm. So we're drinking all the countries. We have T-shirts. We check off every country when we drink there. This is this fun thing that we do probably five or six times a year at one of the parks. We had one of those coming up and I was like, you know what? Let's just renew. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm so glad that we did because yeah. they announced <laughs> shortly thereafter, if you didn't renew, then you can't get an annual pass. So I have friends that live down here in Florida that, that didn't renew. Obviously, nobody saw this coming, and now they're kind of screwed. And I'm like, man, that's really, really crappy that they did that. Yeah, for me, I, I had no choice because uh, um, my pass uh, was always up in October, like um, like mid-October. So, you know, yep. I, I, I um, renewed um, at the end of, uh, you know, towards, uh, well, October 2019, but then come October 2020, the park was closed. So I couldn't even, uh, you know, have that option to renew. So, because uh, they, they stopped all sales and they like, they, they refunded me for like the, the month of March, like the, the first month, the, the month, the first month that they closed. So I, I was only bummed because uh, I moved out here in like 2010. So I, I've had a pass since 2010. Like, you know, it was, it was never a question for me. I, I always like, you know, I made sure to cut that into my budget because that's something that I made sure to always have because um, I, I, that's how much I, I love Disney. Like out of all like the friends that I've had, you know, since I moved out here, um, like everyone at some point just kind of, uh, you know, would get over it and stop going. But for me, it was, it was just a constant thing. So it was only a bummer for me when, uh, you know, the time came and I couldn't renew. And then they made that announcement that they're getting rid of um those passes so it's just uh you know kind of sad but you know I, i'm definitely going to get the new program whatever it is uh just so i can still be able to go uh you know uh, more frequent obviously are they it's open now though disneyland is open no n- not yet so they just got the okay to um open at capacity beginning april 1st and yesterday uh, Bob Chapek, uh, he made an announcement saying that they're, um, you know, uh, forming a plan to open late April. So the the, the plan is to have, uh, you know, all the employees that were furloughed, uh, you know, back and um, trained and uh, be ready to open it. Like, I think 15 percent capacity is what they said at the towards the end of April. And then there's like a rule that it's only for California residents. So um, there's no um, people from uh, obviously no tourists, like nobody from outside the state can go. OK. So now the way it works in Florida is ours was, wasn't closed very long. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go to the parks, you have to make a park reservation. Mm-hmm. You can't just show up to the gate and go and buy a ticket and go in. You have to make a reservation for that park. And that way, when that when they have enough reservations, because I think we're only at 35 40% or something, um, when, when you do make that reservation, if you get it, then, you're, then and only then you're able to go. And they just announced today, and you – for the most part, you really haven't had that much problem getting a reservation. But they just announced today because spring break is here, mm-hmm. everybody's flocking down here. That the entire week, all four park reservations are gone. And if you want to go to Hollywood Studios, they're gone all the way until April. So I was like, I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow, that's a lot of people because we went not this past Monday, but the a week before that to Hollywood Studios on March first. Oh wow! Okay, and it was just mobbed. I was like, this is supposed to be like 35, 40% capacity. I was like, this looks like 150% capacity. The lines were just, and you know, the problem is you've got six feet in between people at the lines. So now every line is wrapped outside of the ride all the way through down the park and all that. So it was super packed, but we were able to get on Rise of the Resistance. Um, That's been a huge thing here to, to try to get on because that the way they're doing the new Star Wars ride, well, I shouldn't say new because it's been, I think, over a year. But mm-hmm. for Rise of Resistance, um, you have to at seven o'clock in the morning get in a queue and try to get in a queue to get on the ride. And by seven, by five seconds after seven, they're gone for the day. So if you don't get it right at seven o'clock, you don't get on the ride that day. 
or you can try it. They do it again one more time at one o'clock. And then at one o'clock, that's it. If you don't get it either of those times, and it literally takes two, three seconds until they're gone, then you don't get on the ride at all. You can't even wait in line to get in the ride if you wanted to. So it took my wife and I about four tries before we got it. Um, you know, unfortunately, our Disney Vacation Club and annual pass and all that Florida resident stuff, that doesn't hold any weight with, with getting um, being able to get on the new ride. But we did get on it finally, and it's incredible. I love it. I think it's super awesome. And and Star Wars Land is – I'm not a huge Star Wars person. I, I joke with all my Star Wars friends like, Oh, Mickey owns you guys now. You guys are just a little tiny thing. <laughs> um, I do, <laughs> I, 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 I do watch Star Wars, but I, I, I don't, and I do love it. But I just, mm. I don't fall. I don't. I couldn't tell you all the characters, or it's hard for me to follow the storyline too. But uh, I do appreciate and love um, Galaxy's Edge and and uh, you know the the Cantina Bar they have there, and obviously smugglers run and rise to the resistance it's it's very cool to just walk through there and see how big star wars land is and what they've done there and it's like hollywood studios has always been my favorite park but it, it kind of it's kind of a little heartbreaking now because kind of used to fly under the radar a little bit with magic mm -hmm. kingdom and up but it's like now forget it with all the star wars stuff there and toy story land and all that that place is just mobbed all the time now so yeah i was um so uh my friends and I, we do like an annual trip to Disney World, like um, around Halloween. So um, I, I've been going consistently to Dis Disney World since like 2016. I, I at least go like once or twice a year. Um, I, I was actually there this past October and I was, uh, you know, talking to um, friends who who had gone during the, the um, you know, uh, the year of 2020. And they were talking about how it was like <clears throat> pandemic season. The park was empty and everything was a walk on. And I was like looking forward to that. And uh, when I went, I think at that time uh, they had left or like the I think it was the governor had left it up to the business's discretion at what capacity um, they would you know have their businesses open at. And they marketed that it was at 35 percent. But I feel like I had the similar experience as you when I went. It felt like how I've always gone. I felt like the park Magic Kingdom was like super packed. And I was looking around. I was like, this doesn't feel like we're in a pandemic anymore. There's so many people in here. And it was yeah, it was, it was kind of trippy. It, I was like a little bummed that it, like, you know, I didn't get to experience like those days where you could just like walk on everything at magic kingdom but uh, just uh, it was just fine and fun to finally be in a disney park because uh, you know at, at that point i hadn't been in one since uh, march 2020 and it, it was uh, kind of strange but it was uh, definitely uh fun and I'm, I'm glad that i traveled for it and you know i, I managed to get you know there and home safe yeah um it's just it's just a bummer it kind of it kind of bums me out that they still charge full price knowing that people are and i don't care you know I, i'm a pass holder and i can go whenever i want mm -hmm. but when i see people down here coming to florida because we're open and their states aren't and they're bringing a family of four down here and they're literally spending thousands of dollars to come to disney world and they're not getting the full experience because as you know there's no parades there's no nighttime fireworks shows which to me are huge mm -hmm. i mean all four of our parks have extravaganzas and at night, at Hollywood Studios does two every night. They do Fantasmic and they do the Star Wars thing. So, you know, Animal Kingdom does theirs. Hollywood Studios does theirs, obviously. Epcot and um, Magic Kingdom. It's like, those, those are all gone, but there's no discount price. And it's like, okay, I, I get that, you know, they're losing money. But, I mean, how much money are they saving by not blowing off all these explosions and fireworks and pyro and light shows and the employees that it takes to run these things every night? So... Um, I feel like they should be given a price break to people that are coming and are not able to get all that stuff. But 
it's the same price. It's the same. The ticket price is the same as if they did have all that stuff. I think that's kind of lame, you know, and I'm, and I'll, and I'm not one to bad mouth the mouse, but um, mm. that's one thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way with what I see going on right now. And it just sucks that everything's not open. My wife and I are, are tables in Wonderland holders, which is um, 20% off dining uh, um, at the restaurants with alcohol included. So, a lot of those restaurants that we go to aren't open. A lot of the ho- hotel restaurants, the dinner shows that they do that we enjoy going to, those are closed. So it, it's 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 kind of tough um, with with everything being closed because it's, um, like you said, I mean, when you went to the park, you can see that there's, it just seems like there's the same amount of people that there normally would be, but stuff's closed and people aren't getting the full experience. One of the weirdest things to me was like, I, I get that um, they're trying to you know follow the guidelines to keep everybody safe. But um, when they had the, the, you know, six feet in between, um, you know, each person to like get into a store, that was cool to see. But when I got into the store, it was like a free for all. So I, I was kind of scratching my head. Like, what was the point of making us wait six feet apart outside when once we stepped inside the store? Like, it's just, you know, there's no like, you know, no one ways and everybody was just kind of going everywhere. And, and I, I just found that really interesting. Um, and I was like, well, can they just said screw it and just put everybody in normal line, move things faster since it was, you know, the end goal or the end point. It was just, you know, uh, no regulations anyways. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess it would kind of be hard to police that once people are in the store mm-hmm. um, for sure. And one thing I did notice was that Disney Springs, which used to be Hollywood Studios, which here in Disney World is is bigger than the parks um, as far as the size of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just massive. And it's 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 shopping and nightlife and there's Cirque du Soleil and House of Blues and World of Disney and all these restaurants and all this stuff. And um, one thing that I noticed was because you didn't have the fireworks, because you've got limited capacity and because the pandemic and all that stuff, the parks weren't open as late as they normally were. You know, sometimes the Magic Kingdom is open at midnight. Sometimes sometimes during extra magic hours the magic kingdom's open till three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. so if you're staying on property um so you know eight o'clock you know hollywood studios will close nine o'clock epcot will close ten o'clock magic kingdom will close well now with the pandemic um seven o'clock at night all these parks are done so i noticed that everybody goes to disney springs after that because that's the only thing that you can do well you go to Disney Springs and all the parks close at seven o'clock. Guess how many people there are? Everybody. A shit ton. Like it's ridiculous. Like you're in a mosh pit, pretty much. So I'm like, I, I, that doesn't make sense to me either. So yeah. Um, for for us, I don't I, know. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just feel like I think that to keep the media off their back, they say 35 percent capacity. You know, they don't. The rest of the country already points their fingers at Florida anyway. So yeah. Disney doesn't need them doing that with them. So they're like, all right, well, we'll just say that we're at this much capacity. I mean, sure, we're wearing masks in there. And sure, we get our temperature taken when we walk mm-hmm. in. And sure, socially distance and all that. But I'm like, as far as the people that are hanging out at Disney Springs or the parks or whatever, I would be real um, surprised if it was at the minimum that they say it is. I think that they're letting people in there. And, and that's that. Yeah, they're just trying to rake in that dough low key, because because um, you mentioned I'm, I you, you wish that there would be like a little bit of a price cut since the, the 
guests are getting, uh, you know, like a part of the experience, not the whole thing, which uh, I totally get. But sometimes I think Disney realizes like what kind of fandom they have and that people uh, just want to go. So if it is like, you know, kind of like a half day uh, that they're still willing to pay that price. So Disney's like, yeah, like, let's just not adjust the prices because we know people are going to want to pay because um, this is the only park open right now in the country. or Well, um, Disney Park open in the country right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I just, my thing is, I, it seems that this stuff's finally coming to an end, maybe. And, mm-hmm. and I think that maybe we'll be playing shows sooner than I anticipated. So everything that comes with it, obviously, Disney World is one of those things. I just can't wait till it gets back to normal. Because um, it's just, uh, I, the, Disney's all about the full experience. And mm-hmm. uh, I, we're not getting that right now. So. So I I don't re- I'm really like follow like Florida politics too much, but has there been any announcement about um you guys just um, uh, going fully open like you know the, you know the governor of Texas made that announcement like hey like you know like no mask mandate blah blah blah, uh, and I saw like a couple other places were starting to follow that trend. I think we're no mask anyway down here, but you know mm-hmm. the grocery stores which is Publix down here, and, and WalMarts and places like that and Disney World they're gonna put their foot down for that in general but mm-hmm. you know I, I think that it goes by county you know that they, they the governor can say what he wants but if the county decides they're going to do it this way then then so be it i think so um but we're very lax here compared to a lot of other places and our cases aren't what uh, other states are either mm-hmm. in the beginning it was a different story but you know you have to realize we're we're, you know, I think third most populated state. So you have a lot of people that living down here. You have a lot of old people living down here. Mm-hmm. And, um, but uh, as far as Florida goes and, and, and COVID, it, it's night and day when you're in Disney World. And once you get off Disney property, you wouldn't even know it was a pandemic down here if you didn't see people wearing masks because our bars have been open till two o'clock in the morning. Our oh, restaurants wow. are pretty much at full capacity mm-hmm. and our disney was hardly closed at all from, my, from what i remember and yeah so um life life goes on out here you know but uh i i think that um i think that uh we just and because of that you've got a lot of people coming down here come mm-hmm. going to universal going to disney going to legoland going to sea world going to all this stuff here because everything's not open in their states you know and they're able to come down here so we have a lot of people getting on planes coming down here uh, which we do anyway, you know, um, but with, with what's going on in the rest of the country, I think there's no shortage of folks that have flocked down here to enjoy um, the, uh, the things here that are open. Because you, you can go to, you know, our, we, our beaches are second to none down here mm-hmm. as far as the United States is concerned. So people are coming and doing that. You know, hey, let's take the family. We can go to Disney World. Yeah, it's safe. You can wear your mask. On. Then we'll go over to the beach because that's outside. That, that'll be fine. So. With 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 spring break here and now and all that, there's no shortage of people coming down here. Um, my wife and I were trying to get to Animal Kingdom because we hadn't been there for a long time. Uh, we we got to go to Animal Kingdom. We haven't gone. It's always good to go to Animal Kingdom right when it opens in the morning, when it's not as hot outside because the animals are out more and they're feeding the animals in the morning and stuff. So you see a lot more stuff there, aside from all the rides and all that stuff. So, but then I saw this article today about how. It's sold out all week and you can't go to Hollywood Studios for a month and all that. I'm like, oh, geez, maybe, maybe we won't go to Animal Kingdom. So I, I don't know. Yeah, well, hopefully I mean, you can get down there at some point. Uh, I 
because uh, w- when I go like the time of year, it's like never cold. So I kind of dread that park just because of like how warm it gets, uh, especially when, when we're because I don't know, for some weird reason for me, it, I just feel like whenever we're at Animal Kingdom, it's just that much ho- like hotter. And one of my friends tried telling me that um, it's designed that way. Which I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I, I haven't fact checked them yet, but I, I just uh, kind of dread that part because I always like sweat so much and. Uh, kind of yeah, um, you know, it's strange. I've been, I we had a DVC party, and, I, and Disney Vacation Club is, for those that don't know, that's Disney's timeshare. So mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I are basically timeshare members for. There's over 20 hotels at Disney World on, on Disney World property alone. Um, and then you've got ones down in Vero Beach by us. You got one in Hilton Head. You have one in Hawaii. There's one in Dis- Disneyland as well. Um, I think it's California Lodge or Bear Lodge or something like that. Oh, okay. Probably the, um, the Great California. Great California, yeah. Um, but what they do for us, aside from um, rape us money wise, is. Um, you know, we have X amount of points to use per year on stays at, on property. So, but they also do these parties um, after the parks closed to the public from nine to midnight, they let us come to the parks and um, we get uh, meal vouchers and it's unlimited ice cream. And there's literally nobody at the parks other than Disney vacation club members. So you're on, you're going on all these rides with no lines. And another thing that they do that's super cool is they break out characters that they never break out. So it's funny because in three hours, there's not, isn't a lot of time. So I think a lot of people just go because they can ride all these rides whenever they want. And they just go get in line for the meet greets when they're getting their picture taken with these characters you never see. But the point out to make a long story longer, um, we did one on animal animal kingdom in December. And I, I just remember it was 39 degrees outside and we were riding Everest freezing our ass off there. But, uh, for the most part, yeah, I mean, animal kingdom is pretty hot, um, as Florida is most of the year. But uh, I just, every time I think about animal kingdom, uh, I'll always think about that time that we went before the pandemic and we were freezing. It was in the thirties and we were riding the rides and stuff. I, I kind of feel bad because um, when I went to Animal Kingdom for the first time, uh, like the, the new cool thing was uh, the Pandora Land, the Flight of Passage was like the coolest ride ever. And, oh, yeah. And I you know, got on it. And I thought it was amazing how you know there was like these scents um, when you're you know riding that uh, that bug thing. And I was like, what is this? What am I even smelling? It was tripping me out. And um, I, I thought that was so cool. But then shortly thereafter, you know, Galaxy's Edge opened up. So I felt like I kind of just like jumped ship. And I was like, OK, that was fun for like the two years um, you know, that I got to enjoy that before Galaxy's Edge. And then I just kind of forgot about it because I was like, okay, okay, here's like the cool new thing. I'm always like, you know, I am always excited to ride new stuff and get to experience like these new lands in Disney. So I, I feel like I didn't get to appreciate it as much as I probably should. And obviously it's still there. And like um, we try to go whenever we go to that park, but I, I just feel like I, I always just like overlook it. The park or the ride? Oh, uh, the, the land, the Pandora land. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, Pandora Land's cool, and you got to go there at night. It looks super cool at nighttime when it's lit up, and and I think that's when it's the best. Um, obviously, the ride's a big deal, um, um, Flight of Passage, but it's it's a long wait, but it's worth it. Um, but, um, you know, Animal Kingdom seems to be 
the park that people want to visit least. And, I, and it's, it's a shame because I think that people just don't understand it fully. They say, Oh, what is it like a zoo? I don't want to go to that. You know, because mm-hmm. unfortunately you get these people that come down here, they just want to ride rides and they just want to be on roller coasters and things like that. And I'm like, go to universal. I just tell them flat out. I'm like, go to universal. If that's your thing, go to universal, mm-hmm. you know, but if you want to see and experience and learn and do awesome stuff, and, and and experience stuff way beyond parks and all that crap then it's it's about disney you know but if you just want to fly around on rides all day i'm like don't even bother i was like just go to universal or better yet go to bush gardens and ride roller coasters all day um so i feel like those that type of person is going to avoid animal kingdom as where my wife and i love to go and just look at the 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 landscaping of that place is beautiful far more pretty than any of the other parks because it's so lush and you got the rivers and you got the trees and all that stuff you know we want to go see and do all that stuff i call me old but um you know uh that that kind of stuff is um you know a a big reason why we want to go i mean it's such a beautiful place yeah, no, I know. I totally get that because when, when you like kind of like stop and kind of like smell the roses and kind of see all the uh, attention to detail that they put into every like aspect of the park, not just the you know big attractions, but you know, just everything. I, I, I think it's super awesome. When I went for the first time, I was tripping out because the, you know, it's like the city that you're going through in Animal Kingdom is like, you know, it's like Harambe. And that was right after like, you know, that um, uh, gorilla video with the, the kid in the zoo. So I, I was, yeah. tripping out. I was like, I was like, I'd never even heard of like anything called Harambe, but then I saw like that uh, viral video. Then I went to uh, Animal Kingdom for the first time and I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. It's just like popping up everywhere now because it's one of those times where like, you know, like you don't really notice it. But once you see it like once, like you, you can't unsee it. Yeah. 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 Animal Kingdom is cool. It just doesn't get the love it should. But I, with with Pandora in there now, I, I feel like it should, you know, and they had, and now they've got the nighttime show where they, they light the river up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people need to go and spend time there. And with all the stuff that's going on at Disney Disney World overall with the rides, I mean, uh, the, the Ratatouille ride at Epcot in France is about to open. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm so glad we didn't lose Tower of Terror because Twilight Zone is my favorite TV show of all time. Oh wow! And okay. I know that they, I know they switched over your guys' Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Well, what they're doing with us is in Epcot, um, they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy indoor roller coaster, which is going to be the biggest indoor roller coaster in the United States. So that's being built right now. That's massive. You have the Tron roller coaster, mm-hmm. uh, light cycles, which they I have in Shanghai Disney, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Tron. I'm a sick. I think Tron's just the sickest stuff. It was a, one of my favorite video games when I was a kid growing up in the 80s. I love the movies. I'm super excited about that light cycle ride they're building at Magic Kingdom. So there's all, all this stuff always going on. You know, they're always updating and making it better. And I'm, I'm, I'm psyched. Um, to, to, to get on these new rides when they open. Yeah, I, I feel like Florida has this advantage because obviously they went into, uh, you know, uh, when they're thinking about building the park out there, they, they, they went into the mindset where they, they wanted a lot of land versus out here. They, you know, they, they bought that Orange Grove and they didn't really know how it was going to play out. And obviously sure. they, they built the park. It's in the middle of the city and it's uh, it's kind of set. You can't really expand. Like, obviously, there's like some surrounding hotels that they could probably demolish or maybe buy out some of these neighborhoods, which would be a crazy project. But for us, like we're kind of like, you know, uh, working with what we have versus like you guys have so much more space uh, so for you guys to be able to have like all this new stuff and obviously they, they did tear down some old rides to put in some some of those new ones coming in uh, I'm always just so jealous because it's just like obviously way more massive out there versus out here 
but all those rides you mentioned, I'm like, I can't wait to go on because the main reason why I wanted to go to Paris was to get on the Ratatouille ride because that was the only place you, you could go to get on it. And obviously, you guys getting a, a brand new original Guardians of the Galaxy ride, I think that's super sick. And th there's rumors that if that was successful, which I don't know how it wouldn't be successful since it's so popular, that they were going to uh, kind of um, make the same coaster out here, but uh, reskin it as like Captain America because, you know, we're getting like that Avengers campus. So they're thinking of like new ways to try to um, be innovative with new rides because uh, when it opens, we're going to have like the Spider-Man ride and then there's like going to be like a star tours ride where you get in the quinjet and go to wakanda and uh watch those little videos which should be like okay but i'm not too excited about that one so i'm just hoping yeah. we, we get so something so more. so they're so not to interrupt but they're, they're fine so they're bring, they're bringing in the marvel characters the disney world land out there i know uh, it's, it's gonna be a california adventure so like all the marvel stuff is in california okay. adventure um, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I know that Disney owns Marvel and stuff now, mm -hmm. but I, I just I just feel like because Universal and Orlando was so popular, yeah, that we just don't even need any of that stuff at our parks. You know what I mean? Yeah, for us, uh, so California Adventure was always lacking with um, guest attendance, so they're always trying to find new ways to um, bring guests to go over there. So, like over the years, like that park has um, changed so many times, and that's where they moved the Halloween party to to try to you know get more traction over there. And then when they saw the popularity with like the MCU they uh, started sprinkling in like the, the meet and greets there. And they saw like how popular that was. And then uh, they did the reskinning of tower terror to the guardians ride out here. And yeah. they saw that people loved it and it was bringing more like attention to that park. So they, yeah, they, they just got rid of this weird um, section of the park, which it was like a, a, a bugs land. Um, and it was just kind of like a walkthrough area. So they just kind of saw that as an opportunity to kind of build on to, um, or build on from guardians and I'll be like, all right, cool. Let's try to bring in this like popular thing that we own to try to bring more, uh, you know, guests to this park so we can kind of, uh, you know, not really lose money on building this giant thing. So it's been gradual. I'm not a fan. Cause like I'm a huge comic book guy. And so seeing like my favorite superheroes in here and just kind of, you know, getting like super commercialized and like people not even really caring about the source material, which um, it's not that big of a deal, but I sometimes get offended, but yeah, just I'm going there and just seeing like my favorite superheroes. It's not as cool as I thought it would be. Yeah, you know, my wife and I were out at Disneyland. Um, when I joined Terror in 2004, Nick took me there. Okay. Um, and we had a good time, and that was my first time ever going to Disneyland. Um, but my wife and I, um, we went probably about four or five years ago, and we had a great time. We really loved it. We stayed um, two days out there, and um, we just went to the two parks, and I just really enjoyed the. I enjoyed it. You know, I, mm -hmm. I just took it for what it is. It's the original, it's the original Disney, you know, and, and while, you know, it might be a bottle compared to our ocean out here, that's Disney world. There's stuff in there that is super cool that we don't have. Um, I really enjoyed the cars ride. We don't have that. That was super awesome. Mm -hmm. um, my, my wife loves nightmare before Christmas. So we went around Christmas time oh, and okay. that's when they, that's when they transformed mm -hmm. the, the haunted mansion out there and we don't have that they don't change ours it stays like that all year regular haunted mansion um we the, it's a small world out there it's way bigger than ours we thought that was super awesome we ate at some of the cool restaurants in there um cat day circle i think is one of them oh, and uh dca yeah and yeah. yeah the other one we ate at was blue blue the blue, blue bayou what's it blue lagoon no blue bayou Blue Bayou, that yeah. was it. Yeah, mm -hmm. we ate there, and um, I'm trying to think what else we really were tripping off, tripping at. Oh, you're in the our Indiana Jones is a show, and yours guys is a ride, so mm -hmm. that was cool. Um, 
just that stuff. And one thing that blew my mind, I forgot about was when you walk in, you're like, where's the castle? <laughs> it's not taller than the trees. So yeah. and that blew my mind because ours is so big, obviously, um, here in, in Orlando. I was like, oh, wow, that's right. The, the castle is just it's not that tall. And uh, I thought it was actually cool, you know, um, just because it, it's 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 a nostalgic place and it's where it all started. And, you know, it was cool to spend two days there and go. And uh, when we were on tour in Europe, Jamie and I, uh, we went to Paris, uh, Disney as well. Mm -hmm. So I've been to, to those ones, but I haven't made it to any other ones. I, I know. I think the closest I came was going to Tokyo because we're in Japan probably more than we're in what what is it? Shanghai is the other one, mm -hmm. and then Hong Kong, Hong Kong, yeah. So um, I would like to eventually hit them all. It's not it's not not something I'm trying to do right away or bucket list stuff, but um, I just appreciate that the ones that I've been able to go to and that we are able to have um, Disney World so close to where we live here. Yeah, when I went to Magic Kingdom for the first time, I was like, I I obviously knew that your your guys' castle out there was bigger than ours, but I didn't understand like the actual size of it. So when I was walking down Main Street for the first time and like looking at it in the distance, and then when I got right up in front of it, I was like so like crazed and like tripping out. I was just, like staring at it. I was like, damn, that thing is huge. Yeah, and they I don't know if you've been there since they painted it. No, because oh, wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's way different colors now. It's like a purple and like a gray. I'm not feeling it, to be honest with you. I like the old better. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool when they project onto it at night and they do all the projections onto the castle, make it look different, you know, like they do with the Tower of Terror during Christmas time as well. But um, I'm not a fan of the new color scheme. It's still it's cool. It's still the castle. But and that blue and gray out, I, I like more. And I do, I you know, I just... Uh, I don't know. I was looking at it the last time we were there. I forget when that was, but I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm feeling that. And is that new colorway just for the anniversary? I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I would have to look that up. But um, yeah, and, you know, Magic Kingdom, I love. But my wife, we're really big into going to the Halloween party and dressing up every year. Mm -hmm. um, Mickey, Mickey's not so scary Halloween. We go at least twice a year. Um, even though it's a separate ticket and you have to pay money, even, mm -hmm. if, even if you are a pass holder. But um, we really missed that. You know, last year she was the um, tightrope girl from the paintings mm -hmm. from the Haunted Mansion with the umbrella and all that. And I was the Hatbox Ghost, which another thing that bums me out is we don't have the Hatbox Ghost at our Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. We've never had him here. He's never been here. And he's been on all the merch and all that stuff, but he's in California. Um, and, and we don't have that here. He's never been. He's never been here ever. Mm -hmm. um so that was another thing that kind of and then because we went to, i don't remember him being in it when we went and, we, and it was uh, maybe he was there when when, it, when it's when it's nightmare before christmas theme it's still in there he's still there he, i mean he, okay. he, he's still there but i'm I, I know that he was gone for a long time so, and i'm he like he was right yeah yep. so I'm, I'm trying to remember if he was there five years ago because I, I don't think he, yeah i don't think he was back in five years ago yeah he just doesn't exist at all at ours which kind of mm -hmm. sucks you know but uh it's cool though. I mean, people were tripping off our costumes. We do this every year, so I have the pictures on my Facebook. If, I, if anybody wants to look on mm -hmm. on Florida Frank, um, I have a whole album of every year. My wife and I did ACDC. We, the guys and I dressed up as Kiss with the full seven inch boots and all that stuff. That's awesome. We we've done serial characters and and um, we just uh, really really love the Halloween party. And I enjoy the Christmas party. And my wife and I are huge Christmas people, and the Christmas party is cool and all that. But it's nothing compared to the Halloween party. 
Yeah, I've I've been to the Halloween party twice. The 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 first year that um, I went, I dressed up as a nun, like, and I don't think I've ever got any more dirty looks in my life than that night. I'm sure. Uh, which which I thought was strange. Um, and it was just a normal nun costume. I wasn't doing anything extra. So I was like, this is weird. And then uh, two years ago, I dressed up as um, Anna from Frozen 2. And that was so awkward because I'd never like worn a dress like that. And it was yeah. like, it, it was terrible because uh, people were just like so confused. And I, I ran into this mom that was wearing the same costume as me. And she like booked it the other way. Cause I think she was embarrassed to see like me dressed up as like the same thing as her, which I thought was funny. But like, now. When you say you went, did you go to it out there or have you been to it here? No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm in Florida. I've never been to the Halloween party in California because my my friends that I go with, um, they um, complain about the price, which is fine. I'm, you know, it is expensive to buy that extra ticket. So um, uh, luckily, when I go to Florida with my friends, um, it is around the, the Halloween party time. And that's actually the main reason why we go is for the Halloween party. Um, so. Sure, because if, if you're going to Magic Kingdom for one day when you're out here, then you might as well just go. To, to the Halloween party mm. and pay for the pay for the ticket to go to it, and they also let you in three hours earlier prior than the yeah uh, prior than before the party starts. If you want to walk around and look like a freak with the normal people, and also sweat your ass off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, the the first time that I went, it, it, was, it was such a cool experience because they were doing the the Hocus Pocus show. So we um, oh, yeah. we we waited until um, the last one. So we saw the final one, which like went on. I think at, at like midnight, which I thought was so cool because I I had seen videos online and I, and I was always so jealous because it, they don't do anything hocus pocus out here. So when I was yeah. out there and I was finally able to experience it in person, I I was so happy and so stoked. Yeah, it it was a Disney villain show prior to that, which I, I'm a maniacal about anything disney villains but um mm. i'll take the hocus pocus too because i've seen the disney villains things a hundred times sometimes they they do special events like they'll do a villains event at hollywood studios and you, you go for five hours and it's nothing but villain stuff so it's cool that they do stuff like that it just sucks when you go and it's not as cool as you think it was going to be but uh and that happened at one of the villains events but um I, my wife loves hocus pocus mm. and uh i didn't mind it either it was cool to see something different, but I definitely missed the Halloween party. And it's super cool that they just give unlimited candy out. <laughs> it's crazy. All, all nar- and they don't and they don't skimp. It's not like they're mm-hmm. giving you Smarties and stuff. They're giving out like almond joy and M Ms and, and Skittles and all this good stuff. And you can just literally, if you if you don't want to do anything other than going to candy all over the park, you can walk out of there with like five pillowcases full if you wanted to. Um, so that's cool that they do that to give you um, give you something for your money and and um, it's just it's just it's great to be in the Magic Kingdom in the dark for five or six hours because that never happens you know what I mean it's usually usually you know it's light outside and then it's open for an hour or two in the dark and that's it so to be able to show up and spend like five or six hours in the dark and, and where everything's lit up and and decorated for Halloween is super awesome. So they, they um, do give you crazy amounts of candy, but uh, some of the friends that I go with are, are vegan and they would get these like tokens to go redeem them to get the vegan treats. And yeah. I, I felt like um, at, at that location, they would give you way more than when like you're out and about just getting normal candy. And I was always tripping out like because I didn't even know that they, they did that till I, I was with my friends and they they're like, yeah, they, they like have like um, you know, accommodations for everybody. And I was like really surprised that, that they did that, which I thought was a really cool. Yeah, this meal accommodate people, you know, that they'll take they'll take everyone's money <laughs> um and just you know they'll make people happy for sure because they gotta you know it's all it's 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 like i said in the beginning it's it's not cheap to go and uh but they'll they'll, they'll they're very great at accommodating everybody which i think is super cool mm-hmm. 
you, you mentioned villains event. They did one villains event. Um, you know, from my time uh, having an annual pass, uh, it was in Disneyland, and it, it was uh, really uh, uh, strange and kind of cool the, the the way that they did it. So they, they brought out like you know like the normal villains that are always there. Then they, then they brought out some that um, you know weren't so common, and they, they they had them on a float. So there was like four stops that they would make through Disneyland, and they would like you know stop, dance, uh, and then there was like photo ops. Um, and, and it was like, you know, four locations are at Disney and it was like, just, it was, it was kind of like a parade, but, um, you know, they expected people to kind of pick their stop and get their photos and go. But that night it was seriously the, the most packed I've ever seen Disneyland. And it was terrible. Like, I, I think I made it to the, the second stop and I was like, I got to get out of here. Cause there was just so many people, but it, it was just cool to, um, just see like the, the villains that you normally don't. But, um, like after that, they just never really did anything like that again for the villains, like specifically, well, they did one. Um, they did a villains thing once, and it was awesome. They had the hyenas out from Lion oh, King, that's sick. and they had like the Star Wars guy with the big head and the teeth. Uh, I forget what it's the Gamma Gamma Gamorian or whatever. What, I forget what he's called. I stepped on his foot and he got all mad, like not mad, <laughs> mad, but yeah. like character mad. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had all these sick villains out, and it was super awesome, and we had a great time. And then a couple of years later, they did this thing called Villains Unleashed. And they oversold it. And it's supposed to be a limited capacity because you're paying extra money for this. And the same thing, like it was super packed and people were just in line for characters and it was just miserable. And I was like, man, this really wasn't worth it. And I, and I got so excited because it was a villains thing. But um, I ended up complaining to Disney and I ended up getting free tickets to a Halloween party that year. So it was worth it and they made it right i'm mm. i know for a fact because i have plenty of friends that are cast members and stuff that when you call or when you know you go to the guest relations or whatever they that they, they pull your name up in there it shows every bit of damn money you spent at disney world mm-hmm. um and i'm sure if they were probably like all right this guy got married here he did all this stuff all right let's make it right or whatever so i, I try not to complain about stuff like that and be that guy but um you know it was very, for somebody like me that loves the villains was looking so forward to it because the first one we went to was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was terrible, terrible. Uh, the the last year that, that Disneyland was open, there was this trend of like having these like events throughout the year. They would do like, you know, 80s night. They did a 90s night. They did like a like a sweeties night for Valentine's Day. Did they do that kind of stuff over at Magic Kingdom or any of the other parks? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe I haven't paid much attention to that. Um, but, um, it's cool that they do. I mean, it's cool that they do different stuff there than they do out here. I, I, I think that's awesome. Um, one thing I know that goes on out there that I've seen unofficial, I guess uh, you can compare it to our drinking teams that we have out here when we go to Epcot is you'll see on any given Saturday at Epcot, people with the shirts on drinking around the world and are checking off all the countries. Mm-hmm. We're not the only ones out there doing it. You know, sometimes it's people's best rap parties or, or whatever it is. But I noticed one thing out there that you've got like these, I hate to use the term, but like Disney gangs or social clubs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, that, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't exist out here. There's not one. Mm-hmm. But I know that I saw people wearing like all these different ones. There was like a Turbo Yugen chapter and there was like a um, Walt, Walt's Misfits and like, DRI, Disney Resort, Imbeciles, and all. I saw all this crazy stuff. I was like, wow, that's wild. That was like, it's like, you know, wearing the biker vest, but it's mm-hmm. like a social club. And that 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 blew my mind because I, we don't have that at all out here. Yeah, it 
so it, it started with this one group, uh, the the Neverlanders, and um, uh, from my knowledge, like you know, um, it was like you know pretty exclusive. Like you had to know people to you know to um, like try to get in or whatever. And um, you know, some people that they turned away were like, "All right, if we can't get into your club, we'll just start our own." And then it just like um, exploded one year, and like all these social clubs started popping up. But then, like out here, it kind of just became like this like like negative thing where like those are the guests that everybody hated because um, you know sometimes um, they would come like you know big groups, uh, kind of just uh, be kind of annoying guests and um, you know uh, be a little rude. So over time, like it, it was something that that was cool in the beginning, but then um, as time grew on, it it's kind of been uh, kind of corny and, and like not. Like and a lot of the local guest size, and also like um the cast members, um you know um, I know a lot of cast members, so they would look at those um kind of uh, you know guests coming in with like their um, patches and stuff, and uh, just were kind of annoyed by the, those groups of people. Not every club was um, bad because obviously like I have friends that are in social clubs, but um it, it definitely has calmed down. Like like you would see like a new one every other week, but then I, I think it got to the point where like it kind of became like oversaturated, and um you, you just uh, kind of saw it slowly like fade out you, you still see them here and there but not as much as um you used to um i'm surprised that disney hasn't shut that down um you I'm know very surprised you know okay um here I'll, I'll i'll be transparent so i was i was in one of those social clubs um okay and i, I we like the, the one that i was in was like the second one ever created like the, the guy who started it he was one of those um people that didn't get accepted into the neverlanders and i'm um, it, it, it was a problem like uh, Disney was aware of what was going on with those like social clubs and kind of like we're keeping an eye on it and just kind of seeing where that trend was going um, and they like uh, affected the, the, the parks in some ways like there, there used to be this um, uh, th- this uh, handicap pass for um, you know people who were handicapped to kind of bypass the fast pass line and even the normal line just to be able to walk on yep. so um, uh, you know People might get upset at this, but it was like a local thing to lie and say that you had a handicap just to get that pass, just so you could walk on the rides. So, yep. like people like you know in the social clubs, um, we would have multiple of those passes, so we'd be walking you know, thirty deep on a just on a ride. Like we'd go to like Space Mountain and thirty deep, just walk on, and people were just like turning heads, like what the hell? Like how does these group of thirty people have these like handicap passes? So it kind of became a thing. Are you still there? Oh, uh, so it, yeah. so it, it kind of became like this negative thing where like they're like, oh, those people are definitely like abusing the system. So they changed the whole system, got rid of that pass and uh, changed it to where you had to like scan your card and, um, uh, you know, go digital and actually have to wait. Like they would just give you like a, a return time. You couldn't just walk on anymore. So, yeah, um, yeah so it, Disney definitely was aware of that. But, um, you know, it, 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 it kind of became a certain point where like you can't really do too much because it's just kind of like, you know, a piece of clothing. They're not really breaking the rules, you know. Yeah, I just feel like maybe it doesn't fly out here because it's too fucking hot to be wearing a goddamn vest it just in Florida. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Um, like Yeah. So whenever I, I have a Oh, go ahead. I got a I have a Disney villains vest that I made. Mm-hmm. Um just, you know, my wife has one that's like Hawaiian themed and she's got like um stuff from uh, Moana and um great movie. And uh what's the other one? Uh um, the other Hawaii movie, um, Lilo oh, and Stitch, good. which mm-hmm. he loves. Um, um, she, uh, we wear those, but we're not, we're not, we're not club vests or anything like that, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, uh, 
collect pins. So I, I have like yeah. my lanyard. Oh, your pins. You're, you're in that world. Uh, only for the, the 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 movies that I love. So like I have like I'm um, like a really awesome uh, Aladdin lanyard. That's like my main one. So I have like you know crazy expensive like Aladdin pins. And then I, I started a Frozen one. And then um, right before the part closed, I was I'm starting a Little Mermaid one. So that's okay. Yeah. Those go on the vest then, or no, no. I, I just have like a lanyard, so I, I just okay. kind of wear it. It gets it definitely gets annoying because you get the metal like clanking around, and then, sure. um, and then I, I always feel bad because like you know uh, the pins that I get, I, I normally um just buy them off eBay because I don't have time to go wait and uh, you know get all the super crazy exclusive ones. So I let people do that legwork and then i'll just pay like you know over retail on ebay or whatever yeah yep. um but I, I always feel bad because like i'll be walking through the parks and i'm pe- people will, will want to trade I, I always have to tell them no i'm like I, i'm not trading you this pen like i paid way too much money for this to just give it away yeah so, yeah um yeah i'm glad I, it's just i collect enough crap over here like mm-hmm. i have collections of all kinds of stuff in my house so i'm glad i didn't get into that because it would just be another damn thing in this house i mean i, I know it doesn't take up a lot of space but the last thing that I need or my wife wants me to have is another collection of something. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, I know that's the whole world for sure. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. Like I'm the only, like, I, I just dabble. Like I, I know people who are like super into it, who like go out to the events and I'm just like, yeah, that's, that, that's just too crazy. Cause it gets like way too expensive. What about when vinyl nation was a thing? Dude, like for me, I'm the type of person that doesn't really like to have a lot of things. So I, I looked at it and I, I would uh, see some ones that I liked, but I was just, I was like, it doesn't have any like functionality. It doesn't really mean anything to me. So I just don't want to spend the money on it. And I yep. just never really understood it. So I, I, I saw the craze. I, I remember seeing people with like their crazy case. I would hold like, you know, like multiple violations. They were trading and trying to go after the chasers and stuff. But yeah, I just never really got into that. Yeah. But. That, yeah, I didn't either. Um, but there was some cool sets that came out that I was like, I need that Disney villain set. And it's like, all right, you buying all these ones, trying to get the mystery one and all that crap. I was mm-hmm. like, that's just a lot of money. <laughs> so is that um, still a thing? I have I have a crap ton of Disney shoes that I collect, but and wear, you know, and oh. we we have a Disney themed kitchen, but as far as collecting, you know, anything Disney outside of that, that that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. I, I like have. Um, I'm actually wearing like Disney Vans right now. Uh, yeah. But like outside of pins and uh, random T-shirts, uh, like that's about as like much as I go like when it comes to collecting. Because I have friends who collect like you know tiki mugs, like that's their thing. Yeah, I've got you know. Have you been to Trader Sam's Broad Grotto? Not out there. No, I've only been to the one out here. Yeah. I'm not. I've got the Hatbox Ghost one, but um, I don't collect all of them. But um, I we love the Polynesian and we love Hawaii big time. My mm-hmm. wife and I, I was like, it just sucks. We're all the way over here in Florida. I always said if we lived in California, we'd be in Hawaii a hell of a lot more than we are now. But um, no, I don't collect the mugs. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I guess that's the whole thing too. You know, and those definitely aren't cheap. Oh yeah, they definitely get it really expensive. I have a buddy. Um, so one of my best friends, he's the um, manager of the Magic Shop um, in Disneyland. So he has, uh, you know, his locals, his friends that um, frequent the park, and somebody just brought him uh, uh, one of the mugs from Club Thirty Three. Uh, I can't remember yeah. which character it was. I, I think it was one of the characters from the Haunted Mansion. I, I can't remember, but uh, they just brought that to him, and like we like looked up how much it was reselling for, and people were paying like three hundred, four hundred dollars for that on like eBay. Yeah, crazy. That makes sense. Um, I for, oh, are you aware of this girl that lives in California that only does Disney tattoos? Um, does she tattoo out her, of a private studio? I think her handle is Miss May Leroy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, May yeah. LaRue, so yeah. you know what's funny is um, 
I'm uh, friends with her best friend, which is weird because I used to be um, uh, in the social club with this girl. So that's how I know about that girl. But yeah, she's amazing at, at, at tattoos. Well, she came out here and tattooed me. So, yo, what'd you get? I have the haunted mansion caretaker and a dog, but the caretaker are Mickey and Pluto. That's so awesome. So it's on my Instagram at Florida Frank. You'll see it. And it's on hers, obviously, too. Mm -hmm. Um, She came out here and tattooed me, and it was the day that Kobe died. Oh, wow. Because I was sitting there getting drilled, and I don't know why, but this tattoo hurt me more than probably any tattoo I ever Mm -hmm. got. And I'm like, why? I I was jumping. She's like, Jesus Christ. So uh, it was on my shin, but um, I guess because I'm old now, you know, I don't take it it as good as I do when I was young. I was laying there and insult to injury. I'm a big Lakers fan. Uh, insult to injury. Um, they were like, Kobe died. I was like, what? No, that's fake or whatever. And it turns out he, he did, you know. So uh, I'll remember getting that, too, by, that tattoo by that day. But, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite tattoos I have now. <laughs> definitely the most money I paid for a tattoo in my life. But uh, definitely worth it. And I tried to – she comes to Orlando twice a year for a month straight and tattoos here mm-hmm. um the first time i messaged her i didn't even make the cut because she doesn't have she's got it like that so yeah i told her what i wanted to do this time and she got me in and i've got it it's it's sick i love it yeah i, I uh, think my favorite tattoo that she's ever done um I, i'm not even sure who she did it on but she did uh um a hat box ghost but um it was yep. elsa from frozen yep yeah she's awesome but that's crazy. I'm definitely going to go look at your Instagram and um, seek out that photo because I had no idea that you'd got tattooed by her. Yep, sure did. Mm-hmm. And I have Hades right here. Um, Shout out to That was Hades. my first tattoo that I got. That's my first Disney tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was done by Dustin Heisel in Columbus, Ohio. That's so sick. I l- love that villain. I'm, I'm kind of curious if they're ever going to get to the point where they're going to uh, you know, remake uh, do or do a live action of Hercules. Yeah, um, here, here. I don't know if you can see that or not, but I can see Mickey. I can't really see Pluto, but that looks so sick. I, yeah. Okay, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. That's uh. I told my wife I was like I'm up two to nothing with the Disney tattoos. Better step your game up. <laughs> yeah, it's hard enough to get get that appointment, and so. But does she have any aspirations to get any Disney tattoos? Because I feel like yeah, you guys are in it together. Loves, well, she loves Stitch. She loves Tinkerbell. And she loves Hey Hey. Oh, okay. um, these are her favorite Disney characters. So she's also a gizmo and gremlins freak. And she also loves dinosaurs. So who knows what she'll end up getting. She's got this painting in our house of, I'll show you it. It's, 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 it's Pluto. And here it is. It's Pluto and Stitch on the beach. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, um, but she loves she loves those characters. Um, so I, she'll get one eventually here. But uh, yeah. So what are your favorite Disney movies? See, Aladdin. You told me earlier. What else? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we're, we're getting to, to um, these topics. Uh, so yeah, Aladdin is my, my top and I'm biased. I, I always uh, tell people to go watch the, the live action. Cause I think it's pretty good. Cause I, I know oh, that, I, thought, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I know a lot, like a lot of people give those flack and like, Oh, do we ever even really need those? But I'm just like, just let them do their thing. That was awesome. I thought, I thought the jungle book one was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my, my, my top or I definitely Aladdin. And I was a huge fan of beauty and the beast. Um, yeah. 
So I'm I'm, I'm curious to see how like the next couple ones because I, I know that they have um, Little Mermaid on deck. Uh, definitely curious how they're gonna do that one. Mulan wasn't that bad. Um, I, I know there was like weird controversy with like the local government or something, but I was like I didn't really look into it. But I just thought it was fine. Um, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Are, are you a subscriber? I, I would be surprised if you don't have Disney Plus because you have everything else. Well, we had it. Okay. And I watched one episode of Mandalorian, and that was it. Now I've got over two or three hundred Disney DVDs. So uh-huh. okay. Um, and I've got all these weird ones. Um, you know, if you look at this right here, these are all Disney DVDs. Okay. Um. um all the way down. So it's like, you know, I, I mean, you look at some of these titles, I got some of these crazy ones. from. Oh, they're all in order. This, yeah. In the sixties that you, you know, things like the beatniks and, and big red and, and, and the castaways and Charlie mm-hmm. Malone's and Cougar and all these live action things that, you know, are just, um, um I just, uh, I kind of, I don't feel guilty about watching. I feel guilty about watching Disney plus when I have all these here, you know, mm-hmm. for me, so my wife and I try to, my, my wife and I try to have Disney movie night. Okay. Awesome. And, uh, you know, we just, we'll, we'll watch Disney for me. I I'm like in like, I feel like I, I kind of use it the same way I use Netflix. I'm just in this hole of literally watching the same, like two or three movies uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm paying this monthly subscription just to watch these movies that I do own, which is kind of funny. But then I obviously like some of the originals. Like there's that show about um, the um, uh, Imagineers, which I think is like really fascinating. It's like it, it does like the history of like all of the Disney parks um, up until Shanghai, which I think is really fascinating to see um, how the company grew and how it got to that point and like the struggles that they went through. Uh, so that's like the one like Disney like plus original show that I would recommend if you haven't seen it yet. I'll see that's the kind of stuff that I would get into mm-hmm. if I wasn't watching again. So I'll have to check that out for sure. But yeah. uh favorite Disney movies for me are 101 Dalmatians and Pinocchio. Okay. Oh, 101 Dalmatians. Did you see the, um, they, they had that trailer uh, of like, you know, it had like, you know, showing uh, what's her name. Emma stone is like, Corona. yeah, but it's, it, it's crazy. Cause they've already done it with Glenn close, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and there's already like four 101 Dalmatians movies out because of that. So I, I will see. I mean, I really just love the original, you know, more than anything. And I love the Pinocchio. So I thought one one thing that bummed me out, like, I think they were doing this like in the 90s and the 2000s was you had these classic movies that had been out forever. And there was a part one. Then next thing you know, there's part two and part three. Part, I was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know they did it with like, uh, what, what were the ones they did it with? They did it with uh, Help Me Out Here. I, always- I know you know what I, I joke and tell people that Aladdin is the best trilogy ever because, like, a lot of people don't realize that there's an Aladdin two and Aladdin three where, like, you see uh, Aladdin's there, dad. And there, yeah, and there's a perfect example. Um, I know Little Mermaid. They did that with right. There was like a two. Dude, yeah. So I, I got into Little Mermaid like like the beginning of the pandemic. So I, I obviously seen the original, but I didn't know that there was more movies after that. And like one of the movies yeah. is a prequel, and I was like, what? I didn't know there was like a prequel movie like with Little Mermaid. I was tripping out. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch. There was like three, four of those, you know. Um, Leroy and Stitch, um, and, and Lion King one and a half, and then you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. it was like, all right, um, you know. I, I'm just looking through here at like these ones where I was like, there's just there was one of these movies. There was one, and then all of a sudden there's you know Stitch the movie, yeah, and then you know um, 
what else was there? Um, I forget, but you know what I mean? I, they, they, there was just one classic movie out forever, and all of a sudden, part two, part three, they're like, wait a second. Um, Cinderella, that's another one, you know, um, mm -hmm. but you can't top the originals, that's for sure. Um, you know, that's, that's classic stuff, and um, you know, I do enjoy some of the newer movies. A lot of times it's more of the, the live action remakes than, you know, Tinkerbell 2 or whatever the hell it is. But mm -hmm. um, it's all Disney at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, I got to dabble, I think, more into Disney Plus and, and give it a, give it more, give it another shot and just check out the things on there that aren't mov movies, maybe like said. So. Yeah, there's only uh, enough content out there, especially for somebody like you who's uh, such a fan. Like I said, that that Imagineer show is um, so awesome. And then they also do some like th there was one that uh, that I like because I'm, I'm a huge fan of Frozen. They they did like a build up to um, leading to Frozen two, but which I thought was like pretty interesting, and uh, just a lot of cool like behind the scenes stuff is like what what I really like to see from there because I it turns me out that like a lot of it you know, takes place in like Burbank which like isn't too far from where I'm at so I'm like man yeah. I'm, I'm so close to where all this like magic is happening you know because you think about yeah. like, the reach of Disney and you know it's worldwide and for it to kind of just start out here in Burbank and then just kind of you know explode everywhere else it, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about yeah it's awesome um so we, we talked about favorite movies uh, uh Pinocchio for you and uh, Hundred One Dalmatians, but I'm curious uh, when it comes to your side of the country. Um, can you rank the, the parks in your, um, you know, from your favorite uh, to least favorite? Yeah, yep. Um, mine's gonna be uh, Hollywood Studios, my favorite. Okay. Magic Kingdom is gonna be my second favorite. Um, Epcot's probably my third. I don't know. Maybe maybe Animal Kingdom's my, my third, and Epcot might be my fourth. And most of my friends' favorite parks Epcot. So, um, but Epcot to me, it's we just go there and get drunk, you know. So yeah. and it's like, and I've been and I've been to all these countries, most of them, you know what I mean, with the with the band and touring and stuff. So um I, I enjoy it during the food and wine festival. I enjoy it during Christmas. They do a thing called storytellers around the world where they do um they tell the story of how christmas is celebrated in each country and okay. you know somebody's dressed up and it's super awesome and we have a thing here called the candlelight processional where it's like these local choirs and stuff and they are they're all they all sing and then we have famous people come in and tell the story of christ like uh uh it's been trace atkins and whoopi goldberg and neil patrick harris and warwick, warwick davis um and all these people narrate um uh Alfonso Rivera we had and uh all these people that we've gone and, and seen that and it's it's just we're huge Disney Christmas people mm -hmm. but as far as Epcot I mean I don't know I don't I hate Mission Space it gets me sick I was like I, I can't yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that ride um so I, I would be a toss-up between Animal Kingdom and Epcot. But Hollywood Studios is definitely my favorite. I love it. Love being in that place. I love being anywhere in Disney World. But, um, yeah, Magic Kingdom second for sure. What about you? Uh, rank my favorite from your, your parks? Yes. Uh, definitely for me, I love Magic Kingdom. That's, like, number one for me. Because yep. uh, it, it always feels like I'm, I'm kind of, like, in this parallel universe because everything seems so familiar there. Because, obviously, you know, we have a, a lot of the same attractions. 
but for me, my favorite thing about Magic Kingdom, which um, uh, people always think is dumb, is I love the the hub grass that you guys have. Yep. Yeah, because I'm out here. We don't have anything like that where you can just go and just chill. Uh, you know, on some, and obviously it's not real grass; it's like turf or whatever. But still, I, I think that's just the coolest thing, just because the the view with like the castle in the distance, and I um, mean, it's not on the main path, so it's it's not so noisy. That's like my favorite thing, is just to go and like I was like, I'm you know, uh, pester my friends. I'm like, hey, we just need a picture on the hub grass, and nobody understands what it means to me. But I'm just like, this is like my favorite thing, and it's just you know this little area, and I, I think it's just so cool. So Magic Kingdom's number one for me, and then I'm such a fan of frozen i love going to epcot just to go on frozen like i'm yeah i don't drink or anything like that so for me yep. like i i literally will go there uh you know uh and normally when we go it's during food and wine so there's uh, you know a ton of food to eat so go and check that out so i, yes. I like like epcot second and you know what's funny is um, i'll probably have to put hollywood studios third for me because it's uh it, it reminds me so much of home, obviously, you know, like uh, it's uh, Hollywood Studios. So it's like a lot of stuff from California, uh, yep. you know, with, with the signs and the street names and everything. And I'm just like, wow, like I'm on vacation. I don't even want to think about California right now. So I, I think I'll yep. have to put, put that third, even though they have some cool stuff. Um, last time I went, I got to go on the uh, Minnie and Mickey's um, runaway rail train, yep. which I, I had no interest in that ride um yeah. it's getting put out here in our uh in our toontown and i was like oh cool whatever toontown sucks nobody really likes going back there anyways uh but my friends told me that we have to go on it it's, it's the newest ride and it's actually pretty fun and, and i went on there and i was actually blown away at how fun it was like um, i i like the art style and i, I thought the, the storyline of the ride was cool and i actually enjoyed it way more than i thought i would and i'm actually looking forward to having it out here so that's probably like my, my new favorite thing um and then i, I love the that aerosmith coaster because it's like seems like yeah. kind of like out of place because it's so intense like for a, a disney attraction you know like without yep. the crazy uh, like corkscrews and stuff but it's it's super yeah. short but it's, it's super awesome so i love that and uh, your guys's toy story land is pretty cool the slinky dog coaster is fun um but i i haven't been on like the the green alien ride just because uh it's fun know. it's a lot of fun it reminds me of your ride that you have out there with the it's like i think it's italian theme there's like cars oh yeah okay yeah, that, where the cars are like supposed to be dancing or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's uh, L- Luigi's Rollickin um, Roadsters. That it reminds me of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely try to check that out. Um, but yeah, but then um, it, it I, I always laugh because you, you know right there, Toy Story Land, and then um, it bleeds right into Galaxy's Edge. Uh, so, so I'm always laughing because like you know if you're exiting Galaxy's Edge into Toy Story Land, it's funny just off in the distance, right? Oh, like. So strange, we're like you know, we're, you know, knee deep in Star Wars, and then you know, ride into Toy Story, uh, yeah, two like completely different things. But but it's awesome. I, I think it's pretty cool, and it's always fun to, to be able to go back and get on Tower of Terror because it's like this weird like nostalgic thing for us coming from California. Yes, yeah. um, like as cool as Guardians is, um, we all loved it. Uh, the theming of Tower, it was like you know there from the beginning for uh, California Adventure. So when we uh, lost like that theme, it, it was definitely sad. So that's like one thing uh, like all of us like to do when we go out there is like we have to go on tower just because it's reminds us of like the old days of california adventure oh yeah and then last yeah. um animal kingdom which was which is fine i i, I like animal kingdom uh you know obviously expedition everest is cool uh pandora land the the that food spot in pandora land um was really good i was first time i ever had tofu it was uh pretty good in there yeah uh i really enjoy dinosaur the ride i really oh. enjoy it's tough to be a bug mm-hmm. and um 
I'm not sure if you you, you were on those, but those, I thought those were pretty awesome. You know, people always talk crap about that dinosaur ride because they're like, oh, like it's just like Indiana Jones. You don't have to go on it. And then we, I was like, no, I was like, I want to go on it because I've never been on it. And like that was actually it was like uh, you know kind of scary and like way more intense than like uh, you know com- just comparing to Indiana Jones. So I was like that that I think that ride's underrated and uh, it's tough to be a bug. We, we used to have that in California Adventure. Um, they, they got rid of that. Um, so I'll probably have to check that out next time since I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah, I mean the safari though, second to none. I, oh. yeah, to me, that's the to me that's the best thing in the park, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, that's so cool, all the animals you see, and every time it's obviously different. But um, yeah, I mean uh, the dinosaur ride's fun. You know, I, I always I'm always like, yep, see these little kids are all excited. Dinosaurs, watch, you're gonna be crying when the ride's over because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's all dark and loud, mm-hmm. and they have that scary dinosaur. At the yeah, end. I was like, this is not for little little kids. Yeah, last time I was there, we we're um, uh, waiting for some friends to to meet up, and uh, obviously you guys have a bunch of characters walking around that we don't have, so we're there chilling, and then um, Launchpad comes walking through, and I was like chipping out, like I was like I've never seen like that character ever in my life, so me and yeah. friends like took some pictures with him, and then even like Scrooge McDuck was walking around too. We don't get him just like normally walking around, like he's probably like like a special event thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool when you see the rare characters for sure, um, but then you i mentioned disney springs earlier like i'm so jealous because like you know we have like our downtown disney which is like nothing compared to disney springs um like going like you could like kind of like like go there and like like make it like an event out of it because there's actually cool places to shop a lot of cool places to eat like my friends and i we always love going to the polite pig i'm not sure if you've ever been there it's like of course right when you come down the stairs yeah 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 so we we love going there um and i I just think it's just so awesome because when you come to uh uh, downtown disney over here and like they're trying to improve it like they're putting in like some new stuff but like i would never shop at any of the shops they have there like that isn't like a disney store like n- like um, you know none of the clothing stores or any of that like the only time that i ever buy anything down there is like when i go to like there's like an ice cream spot down there called uh salt and straw which is pretty awesome but other than that i, I don't really do any shopping outside of the, the disney stuff there so it's just like I-, I think about disney springs and i'm like i wish it, it could get to that level one day yeah we love it especially staying at like on property at resorts that where you take the boat to the Springs. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we, we do. You know, when my wife and I go to Disney for two or three days, you know, we, we park the truck when we get to Disney world and mm-hmm. under no circumstances, do we take that truck to go anywhere? And, and we have to be engulfed in Disney world because the great thing about it is we're going someplace that's less than an hour from my house that we feel like we've gone someplace way far away from home. Mm-hmm. Cause once you're in the world, you're in the world. It's crazy when you leave because it's like twilight zone leaving that place. You're like, wow, back to reality. It was like after being in the world. So we use the monorails and when now we have the sky lifts and now we have the sky lifts that take us from, Riviera um, or Caribbean Beach or Art of Animation um, right into Hollywood Studios or Epcot. That's insane. You're up in the sky going over the roads that people are driving on and stuff. Or we take the Disney boats or the Disney buses, but we never get back in my vehicle or or her vehicle until it's time to go home. Um, It's part of the experience for us. So talking about how you know uh disney springs if we're staying at like port orleans or old key west or something we definitely take the boat to get to to the springs mm-hmm. and yeah the springs is awesome like i just love going there so it's, it's just like a different vibe and it, it definitely is like way bigger um I've, I've like gone to the movie theater there i've eaten at, at like a bunch of the different food spots there yeah there's just so much like it's so big and there's so many cool things there and then there's like you know the live bands playing too depending on like where you're coming in from so it, it's something like a cool yeah. experience yeah, for sure. I mean, we play House of Blues plenty of times at Disney World, and it's always been cool just to 
be playing at Disney World, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you mentioned that uh, you have this drinking team for um, Epcot, and I, I'm, I'm surprised at, like, how rowdy Epcot can get because you think, you know, Disney, it can't, be, it can't get that crazy, but, like, during, like, food and wine, seeing how many people actually show up and it gets pretty crazy there. I, I'm curious, like, how you, uh, you guys started that whole thing. Well, we saw people doing it, you know. I, I, you know, drinking around the world is a thing. It's a known thing at Disney World by many people. So whether they're out there with a bunch of people with shirts they've made and they're checking out the countries or they're just there for the day and everybody's wearing their own clothes, drinking around the world is a thing that adults do at Epcot. And they get a drink in all the countries. You know, you've got a sake bar in Japan and you can get beer there. You've got German beers and all that. You know, obviously in France, Italy, you have all this wine. In, in Mexico, you've got a tequila cave with margaritas and 75 different kinds of tequila. In the UK, you've got a pub. So we just get a drink in every country. It doesn't matter what it is. And you check off that country when you drank in it. And our shirts are, you know, we're called WDW Drinking Team. Uh, they, they haven't really tried to give us a hard time using it, WDW, you know, Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been doing this for since 2010 and we have shirts that we have enough to wear we there's enough spaces on the back of the shirt to go to do it like 10 or 12 times so we have those same shirts for for two years and then every every two years i'm the captain of the team um so i decide when the outings are i I design the merch and all that so i mean back when we started sometimes it was 30 35 people and Mm -hmm. we have people coming in from out of town all the time doing this with us and we do it five or six times a year and uh one we always start in 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 canada and jump the gap and then go around and then in the uk so we can hang out the pub at the end but um once a year we do a throwback outing where we'll wear the old t-shirts it's the only time everybody's wearing all different shirts they're Mm -hmm. all drinking t-shirts but they've been different colors and different designs throughout the years so we'll do a throwback weekend where people throw on the old shirts and then we go backwards around the world at one time. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, we've been doing it a long time. We've had a St. Patrick's Day one. We did a Friday the 13th one. Unfortunately, because so many people are, are nine to fivers, we have to do it on Saturdays and mm. it's oh, always packed yeah. on Saturdays. Like, wow, rough, rough day, yeah. I would love to go on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, but it's just not going to happen because, mm. you know, people work. We have cast members on the team. Um, so we try to keep it kind of chill because they'll, they'll get fired. They'll fire cast members for getting drunk and doing stupid stuff there. We've had a lot of crazy things happen. You know, we've had my, I myself have done a lot of stupid shit. there, drunk, puking in the lake and walking oh, wow. <laughs> Walking on tables and in 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 Epcot, while people are, or in Mexico, while people are eating on them, and just stupid, stupid stuff. We had two girls throw each other in the water fountain and decide they didn't like each other, um, and just you know a bunch of stuff. So over the years, we try to keep that under wraps because um, we can't be affording to get in trouble. I'm not trying to lose my annual pass or yeah. get one of our, our fellow cast members fired. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fun. We've been doing it a long time and, and it never gets old, really. I mean, some of those people I only see at drinking around the world. You know, we have people that live in Orlando and then we have people that live on the West Coast of Florida that come. My wife and I are on the East Coast of Florida. So, you know, we're all traveling from all over and uh, we get together every once, every once or two months and do this. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, but that's very expensive. I always because I have, you know, it's at least over a hundred dollars a person to drink around the world. Um, so I, 
it's it sucks because when people come in from out of town, like I've had people from my band or just friends come from up north from back home, and I was like, "Are you ready to pay the world's most expensive cover charge?" Because that's essentially what it is. I mean, if you're coming just to drink around the world, you're paying $130 to get into the park to spend $100 go drinking. Mm-hmm. So it's it sucks when the cast members aren't able to get these people in and they've got to pay that money because it's a $250 day then now. So just for going drinking for seven hours with the team. Yeah, I remember when I was there last time, uh, I was walking through Epcot and I, and I remember looking at like um, just the, the the canned stuff that they have and just like those normal like size, like the smaller white claw cans. They were charging like eight dollars for it. And I was looking at that price like, and I know people pay that. I'm like, I was tripping. Out. I was like, damn, that, that can's so small. And I know that they make bigger ones, but, but you know, eight dollars. Like, That's insane. Just for one little can. No, I know. And that, and that, and that it is what it is. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's. I just try to keep it to beer. I mean, it's yeah. that's still a lot of money, but I, at least if I just keep it to beer, I'm not blacked out and doing crazy shit on the way out of that place. So because it's a lot of drunk people, and then you have got still got your people that are taking their kids to Epcot and going around the countries, and you got people out there going bah, swearing and stuff, and it's it's crazy because it's crazy to think that when you go to food and wine festival and there's just literally thousands of drunk people all over the place yeah. that you're still in Disney world. Yeah. It's a trip. Yeah. Cause it is. It is. Uh, when I went and experienced it for the first time, because like we have food and wine out here, but it's not as big. And it's like, uh, you know, I, I feel like, like, your guys's price point for food out there for food and wine is amazing because out here we get like less food for uh, more money. It, it makes no sense to me. But uh, going yeah. out, going out there for the first time and seeing like the mass amount of people that actually roll out for it, it, it blew my mind because like we were there on, on on a weekend. I think it was maybe like a Friday or a Sunday, and I was just tripping out. I was like, "Damn, people come out here and like this is like a thing." Because I, I didn't really understand it till I, I was in it. I think on the weekends you have a lot of Florida residents come for the food and wine festival, mm-hmm. and for the people listening. The food and wine festival isn't this thing that goes on once on a weekend. It goes on for two months straight every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you've got big bands playing. Boys to Men, Electric Light Orchestra, uh, Night Ranger, um, Taylor Dane. I mean, they have big name bands playing these things, Go-Go's. So what they do is they'll play a half hour set three times for three days in a row. So you'll, they'll do like a five fifteen show and they'll do a six thirty show and they'll do like an eight o'clock show and they play a half hour each time and they're there for three days. And then going forward, they're three days. So now you have the flower and garden festival, which mirrors the food and wine festival, but it's in the spring. And now they've added food with that. And they have always had bands come and do that too. So uh, you're also getting those concerts and, and other things and all the normal things you would get. It doesn't cost any more money to go to Epcot um, during the, the festivals, but obviously you're spending money on top of what you paid to get in to go um, buy, um, you know, food and drink and, and, and whatever. But the concerts are free. They're included. But um, it now is at the point because now they've got the Festival of the Arts at, at, at Epcot. Now it's at the point where there's festivals going on more at Epcot than there's not. Mm. So you have something going on there now at Epcot all the time compared to when it was just really uh, the food and wine festival was a couple months and the flower and garden festival was a couple months. So the other eight months of the year, you had nothing, but now they've added all these other festivals. So there's always some kind of festival going on there. It seems now. I don't know how I feel about that. 
I was just about to ask you, is that something that you enjoy or do you prefer like the, um, you know, longer periods of downtime, um, you know, and having like that one giant event versus like, you know, something constantly going on? Well, we find ourselves only going to Epcot for drinking around the world and that's five or six times a year. So Mm -hmm. that's it. Now, as far as parks go, Epcot has the best food because you've got all the countries you can eat in France, you can eat in Italy, you can eat in the steakhouse in Canada, you can get, get fish and chips in the UK. You've got two or three Mexican restaurants, you know, and these are all sit down restaurants that are good. You got the beer garden in Germany with the, the German buffet and all that. So um, if we go for dinner or something, but uh, other than that, we only find ourselves really going to Epcot to go to, to food and wine. So, I mean, uh, to drinking around the world and that's, every two months we, we shut it down in the summer because it's too hot and a lot of people's passes are blackout dates because we have multiple passes you can get out here silver mm-hmm. gold depending you know so it's just too damn hot to come drink around the world and it's just too much uh and there's blackout people's passes are blacked out so we shut it down so uh we're gonna do one here in april and one here in may and then we will pick up again in the fall for food and wine that's awesome the like for me, me and my group of friends that go like the only kind of like um thing that we do like um like annually is because uh, like we're, we're pretty lax when we go because like we've all gone so many times uh you know things change here and there but not too big so um we'll go maybe ride like a ride or two um you know just like mainly just like kind of chill and hang out and people watch but uh there's like one weekend in march i um, it's always like st uh, patrick's day weekend either like um depending on the, the day of the um, you know, st patrick's day whether they do it like the weekend before or the weekend after and um, we'll uh, just ride every ride in disneyland which uh is uh, like definitely a, a challenging task because there's just so many things to do so we'll, we'll get there right at rope drop and um we'll, we'll definitely ride everything and you can do it all in one day uh, so we've only uh, done that once because sometimes uh, rides will be broken down. So yeah, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll miss out, but that's out of our hands. But yeah, I'm, we're able to ride everything in Disneyland in one in one day. But it's it's cool. draining because like we, we have to like plan out like you know like we just get fast passes for like the, the big ones like Space Mountain or uh, you know or um, Indiana Jones just uh, the ones where we know that are, are be long wait times and like we'll, we'll normally start sure. the, start the day off with uh, Peter Pan for some reason Peter Pan's always a crazy like crazy line like for fancy land that thing's like always like an hour plus like throughout the whole day yeah I mean in Disney World it's always long lines for those rides because that's the only really place where you kids can little little kids can go to it's that area of magic kingdom you know mm-hmm. where that's where all the little little kids are going to go not little kids little little kids yeah. so um that's always packed you know that is what it is so i don't have to ride those because i i don't need to get on those but like one thing that was cool when i went out there was my wife and i went on mr toad's wild ride we don't have that out here mm-hmm. and we were like this is crazy and at the end you go to hell and that's the end of the ride we were like holy shit I was like, I can't believe they have that for little kids. Yeah, it's, we, we were our mind was blown by that. I was like, wait a second, we it says you go to hell and then the ride's over. I was like, that's insane. Yeah, like people don't realize. I'm you got to like kind of realize what is going on, and you you realize how dark that ride actually is. But you know, oh, yeah. when it comes to the story, it's it's pretty crazy. And even like when you're about to board, there's like this giant mural on the wall, and if you're looking at the mural, you see like people like you know, um, like uh, throwing up over like you know the bridge. You got the mayor whispering into the horse's ass, and like there's all this like, weird stuff going on. So it, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a trippy ride, but it, yeah, it, it's it's really cool. Yeah, we love that. That was cool. 
one thing that I'm, I'm really curious about, um, uh, hearing that you got married um, in Disney. Can you talk about yep. uh, what that experience was like? Because that's that's like a dream of mine. That's something that I want to do. And there's there was a show. I'm not sure what channel it aired on, but on Disney Plus, there's a, like a Disney Weddings show that is, um, you know, super awesome. So there's all different kinds of places you can get married at Disney World that, that they'll do. Now, if you're getting married at the parks or something like that, it's got to be done super early in the morning before the parks open or super late before after the parks close. Mm -hmm. But here in, in Florida, like I said, we've got 20-some resorts on property, and they're all insane. and They're all awesome. But the nicest resort um, as far as, like, Marble floors, your rich aunt's house where you go and you're not allowed to touch shit, that kind of vibe mm -hmm. is the Grand Floridian. It's this okay. beautiful, beautiful hotel, and they have their own wedding pavilion and wedding chapel. There. Okay. So that's where most people go to get married at Disney World. So when you go into this wedding chapel, it looks like you're in a church getting married. There's, you know, the, the views and all that. And, and when my wife and I were standing up facing each other, um, th there's a window behind us where you can see across the lake with the castle in the background. So oh, that's awesome. uh, it's completely insane. Um, so we did our whole wedding there. We did it at the Grand Floridian um, Wedding Chapel, um, which is this beautiful facility. And then we did the resort. We did the we we did the um, reception at the banquet hall in the Grand Floridian. Now the Grand Floridian is so big that my guests had to take a bus from the wedding chapel at the Grand Floridian to the other side of the hotel to go to the banquet hall, wow. which is in the same hotel. Mm -hmm. So we had Mickey and Minnie show up. It cost a very lot of money just to have them come for 20 minutes, but there was no way I was getting married at Disney world without having a Mickey and Minnie. Come. Mm -hmm. They have about, we were the only ones that were going to know they showed up. So it was a complete secret to everybody. Um, they come for 20 minutes. They take pictures with everybody. They dance with everybody and they cut the cake with us. And then they take pictures with the, um, the bride's party and the, and the mm -hmm. groom's party. And, um, what also was included in our photography package was aside from everything that went on wedding day within a year of our wedding, we were allowed to go in any one of the four parks before they open or before close and take pictures in there as well. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I chose to do um, animal kingdom. So we went like almost a year later and took pictures inside animal kingdom in the morning before they opened. Um, it was just incredible. It was a great experience. And, um, it's just uh it was great to have her family down from new jersey and my family down from ohio um and have everybody come and 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 get a little taste of what we get to 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 to, to do all the time mm -hmm. and also have it at our favorite place i mean it was it couldn't have been any more perfect and uh we just it was awesome and uh we ended up just leaving an option for people to come. It was a Sunday morning wedding. So mm -hmm. if everything was done by three in the afternoon. So if people wanted to fly home that night, they could. Um, but we also left an option on the table to come for three days. We did our wedding part. We did our rehearsal dinner um, at the Hoopty to Review, which is my favorite place to go in Disney. Um, as far as eating is concerned, it's a dinner show that they do at the Fort Wilderness Campground. And it's just awesome. It's totally an awesome show for those of you who know um it's it's like an all you can eat all you can drink type thing fried chicken and ribs and it's like this comedy sh show like uh and it really it really bumps me out because it's closed during the pandemic now and they're talking about it never coming back and that would just it's breaking my heart right now so i hope to god it comes back 
so we made like a three-day thing out of it for people that wanted to stay for three days. We had an Epcot day with the bride and groom after the wedding. Some people came in for one day. Some people came in for a couple of days. Some people come and hung with us for all three days. Uh, it was incredible. Um, and it just, uh, I, I, to me, it was worth every bit of money that we had spent. And we could have done, we did about 70, 75 people. We could have had, could have had 200 people if we did a normal wedding. Um, and spent the same amount of money, but I just, with people flying down here and all that, I just, this was, this was the best way to go. Um, and you know, we still just, uh, a lot of the pictures and stuff from looking at now they're, they're in our living room, and, you know, people just came and they're like, I can't believe your wedding it was so awesome. It was the best wedding I've ever been to. It was super cool. I can't believe how awesome it was. It was worth it at the end, you know, uh, it was, but it was a lot, it was a lot of money. It was a lot of planning and, but everything was Disney. I mean, we had projections onto the dance floor, the Disney cake was wedding, the invitations, all that stuff, down to the to the labels on the envelopes for the wedding invitation. Like and we had the little uh the little lit up glass ro roses um from Beauty and the Beast at every table at, at a cocktail hour. And um we we just it was it was a total Disney themed awesome wedding without it being cheesy or like little kiddish, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was classy. And yeah, that's so awesome to hear, especially knowing like like how much you love Disney and the fact that you like love it that much to to have that be a part of like your your, your wedding day. You know, it's such a special day. And for me, that, that that's what I want to do. Um, obviously, out here we don't have that many options of places to to, to get married in the park. Like you can do, um, th there's like an outdoor thing like right by the uh, Disneyland Hotel, but then you can do it um in front of the castle. But same deal, it either has to be really early or, or really late. And um, that's like my plan, uh, you know, whenever I get married is I, I definitely want to do it in Disneyland. Like, and I know that it's definitely expensive, but for me, it's like, I don't care. Like I, I, my plan is to get married once and just make it, you know, super special. And I'm, you know, paying that money to have, you know, that special thing there. I, I think it's totally worth it. So to hear your story, I, I think it's super cool. And, and, that, and that, and I appreciate that. And then that's just pretty much it. You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's both my wife and I's first time being married ever. So why not do it like this? You know, and, and it's just, and one thing that's great is they give you the, the, they give you, if you, if you, cause we had all these options for hotel staff. So mm -hmm. I, 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 le I left a value resort and a moderate resort. Cause when, when you talk about hotels at Disney world, um, they go value, they go moderate, they go deluxe, the tiers of, of our property. Um, so we gave an option to stay at a value resort and st or stay at a moderate resort. So people could spend a little bit of money or you could spring and spend a little bit more money. Um, but what they did by us having so many rooms booked for the hotel was we got to stay at the Grand Floridian that night for free. And that was one of the hotels that we hadn't stayed at yet at that point. Mm -hmm. So that was super awesome. We pretty much stayed at almost all of them. So that was cool. And then we decided to to buy an extra night um and they gave us an upgrade to the club level which includes like free food and alcohol all day and all that stuff so it was super cool i mean it's just um i always tell people I'm like if you're coming to disney world stay on property you want to stay on property because they're going to do all kinds of accommodating for you extra magic hours is a thing that is from people that don't know is they'll keep the park open later at night or they'll open it earlier in the morning for people who are only staying at Disney hotels. Mm -hmm. So you get that extra time in the parks where it's not as crowded and things like that. Plus if you're just coming to Florida to go to Disney world, 
if you're if you're staying at a Disney hotel, they'll pick you up with their Disney Magical Express buses from the airport, um, complimentary there and back as well. So you don't have to rent a car if you come down here. So I try to sell people on not just sound like I work for Disney, even though I just have for the past hour and yeah, a half or whatever true. it's been. But um, you know, I always try to emphasize um to stay on property and, and get that Disney magic um because it's gonna make the experience that much more special. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate all the Disney talk because obviously it's always fun for me to be able to just talk anything Disney with another like true fan. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, the band. So, yeah. So um, uh, you uh, playing Hatebreed, um, awesome band, legendary. Uh, you guys put out an album last year, which I thought was cool because uh, I, 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 you know, b- beginning of the year, I was kind of on the fence of, you know, bands should put stuff out just because there was really no, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel for if shows were coming back or anything like that. So I just thought maybe it would be better if bands um, were to hold it until that point. But then it got, you know, to the point where it's like, OK, we don't know when this is going to end. So I, I you know, totally switched positions and I just wanted everybody to just put out whatever they had. So I was happy that you guys put out uh, that record last year, Weight of the False Self. Uh, but I was curious what uh, it's been like for you for being in a, a big touring band since like the whole pandemic started. Um, I fortunately have some hustles on the side that I, I um, you know, my web store and, and we did a collaboration with Dixon flannel company. Uh, we had our own beer come out this year. I had my own hot sauce come out this year. So financially we were able to, make make ends meet and then we had a record come out obviously during that time so there was money from that but um financially um it's been okay um enough to to that you know i i don't have to go into panic mode but um i've enjoyed the time home like i said i mean my you know my wife and i are just freshly married um you know 2019 and and we haven't killed each other yet so mm-hmm. we have a nice we have a nice pool home down here and 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 you know she works hard and, and we've made it work but as far as the band's concerned i mean this is the first time we've obviously put a record out and not been able to support it and go on the road for it so um i just i'm hoping that it, it, it picks up again sooner or later um but the way i look at it is this isn't a hate problem and it's not even just a music industry industry problem because obviously all of my other friends and all the other bands, they're not touring as well. So it's not that it's just hurting us. It goes transcends music and everything. Obviously people's lives have been lost and people's lives have been changed forever and businesses have closed and it's been terrible. Um, so we're all in it together at the end of the day, you know, political crap aside and everything that's going on with that. Um, it's, this is a, this is a real thing. So, um, and and it's going to be crazy um, to think back on time and be like, yep, there was this thing that went on, you know, in, in 2020 called the coronavirus and it shut down the whole country. And the people are going to be talking about this like forever, yeah. you know, been like, oh, could you imagine being alive during that time? Whatever people, the hundred years from now or whatever it is. So um, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, I just try to, look at the positive side and I enjoy being at home, you know, at my age, uh, I'll be 50 this year. There's, you know, the best part about being out on the road is the show, obviously. Um, so, you know, I'm not, this isn't my first time going to see the world. I'm not out on the road, uh, partying my ass off every night and all that stuff. So, um, I don't mind, you know, uh, being home and not on the road. And when I joined Hatebreed in 2006, 
we were doing 300 shows a year, at least 250 shows a year. Now in a normal hate year, I'm home six months a year and I'm on the road six months a year on and off. So um, I just, I love my, uh, I, I love my time home and I, I've been enjoying it because I know that I don't, first of all, it doesn't happen a lot being home for a year. That never happens. So it's going to start back up again and we'll, we'll be touring. And, and I'm sure that when I'm two or three shows in, from whenever it starts picking up again, it will have seemed like I was just off for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to seem like I was off for two years because Hatebreed shut it down long before the pandemic. The last record had been out for so long that we stopped in October of 2019 mm-hmm. to go make an album. And had we known what was coming six months later, we would have obviously milked every bit of being on the road that we could to make the money. Um, but, you know, so, so, that being said, we're one of the bands that's been away from the stage longer than most. Um, if this doesn't pick back up until the fall, it will pretty much have been two years since we played a show. So, um, but going back to your question, I, I think that we survive. We don't curl up and die as people. You know what I mean? This thing has shut everything down and, and we'll, we'll push through and, and get back to normalcy sometime. Yeah. Now, what that what that world's going to look like when we go out there? A lot of people say, "Oh, the tour is going to start up again. That's going to be that." No, a lot of clubs have shut down and they're done for good because they couldn't financially keep the doors open. And what our insurance policy is going to look like? And what's overseas travel going to look like? Are we going to have to have some kind of cer- certificate to go tour in Europe and play festivals and go to Australia and things like that? It's going to be a completely different world out there. It's not just going to be like, "Okay, it's time to go on tour again," and that's that. Um, are, are the promoters going to want to shell out the money be, not knowing if ever people are going to show up like they did before, you know, are they going to want to do door deals with bands? Who knows? Uh, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. And, and to me, what I've seen in the last couple of weeks and month, I think it's sooner than we think, you know, I, I kind of thought maybe a month ago that we wouldn't be doing any shows realistically. So who knows? I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, Oh, you're not going to play till 2022, but now, I'm starting to think differently the way that stuff's opening back up. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you about that. There's uh, you know, I, I have a bunch of friends that are in bands and you know, people getting offers uh, for stuff, um, which I thought was, um, you know, pretty crazy. Cause we're, we're still kind of like, you know, um, you know, still in the middle of this thing obviously um, with vaccines and stuff coming out, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, um, kind of like a clear picture of the future, uh, you know, for us, but there was that fest in um, Birmingham that got announced uh, for September. I, I saw that you guys were on it. Uh, I, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. I think that people are booking shows in hopes that they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a show in September, you can't wait until July or August to find out whether you're going to be able to have a show in September or not. You know what I mean? It's too late at that point. So I think they're just doing what they can and all right, well, we're banking on September being available. I mean, that's kind of a no brainer, you know, and if it's available, great. If it's not, then, you know, the process of deposits and rescheduling and all that stuff happens. So I think that like any other tour that was booked before this happened, um, you know, you just go back to the drawing board. But I think that shows are being, you know, Riot Fest, Lost, Psycho Las Vegas, Punk Rock Bowling, uh, Furnace Fest, all these things that are in the fall, I think they're just booking them, banking that they're going to happen and hoping that they do. I mean, because there's no other way to do that. Like I said, you can't wait till August to find out if there's going to be shows again and say, okay, we're having a festival next month. That's not how it works. It's months and months of planning and 
I pretty pretty much feel that that that's how it is. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping for the best. I'm, I'm hoping things are able to get back on track. Um, you know, uh, for you to get, be able to get, get back on stage for for me to be able to get out to a show because it's yeah, it feels like it's been forever. Um, but seriously, I, I, I appreciate you willing to, to take the time to do this podcast with me because I've, I've enjoyed it. I just, like I said, I, I, I love uh, talking Disney. I, I could do it forever. And then, uh, you know, just uh, bring up the band. I'm, 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 you know, happy to talk about that, but I, I just want to thank you for, for seriously, seriously taking the time to doing the podcast with me today. Yeah. I mean, it's great for me because I don't get to talk Disney a lot. I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit in the podcast mm-hmm. but, or, and, and, and all the press I do, but, you know, to be able to do a whole um, pretty much a whole interview on, on that or something that I, I share the love for with somebody else. It's great. Um, I'll have to make it a point to meet up with you. If you're back to, if you're down here uh, and I'm off the road and you're back down in Disney world and uh, meet up and uh, do the parks or something like that. Uh, I would definitely want to get you some of my Disney theme picks that I've made and uh, get those out to you. So make sure that you give me your address and all that stuff too. Um, and I'll definitely send you some photos from the wedding too. So you can uh, check those out because they're they're super awesome ones with Mickey and Minnie especially. Oh yeah, and, and if you're ever uh, or w- whenever you're back in California, I I would love to uh, hit, hit the parks out here with you too because I think that that'd be sick. Oh yeah, I need a good tour guide. So you sound like the right person for it. So hell yeah! All right, well I'll have to, I'll have to send you one of these. I had a, made these for our wedding mm-hmm. to have the date. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then on the back, it's got, you know, she does hair, and, and I play guitar, obviously, so mm-hmm. it's got the veil, and so I'll make sure I throw in one of those for you, too, as well, but um, yeah, com, everybody, um, I have a big cartel store where you can buy my hot sauce, and uh, my guitar pick sets, and, and t-shirts, and beer koozies, things like that, Florida Frank, big cartel, and uh you know, I I know I know the Dixon flannel sold out in about twenty seconds, so I'm sorry for that. But the the breed brew is available. I think Jamie even has, even has his own pasta now. So, uh, but until until uh, until we can get back on the road, uh, thank you for the interview and uh, uh, just uh, hang tight. And hopefully, we'll be able to play here again soon. And, and obviously, we have some new material to play as well. All right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in, and we'll be back soon. 